This is Minnesota Native News. I'm Marie Rock. Minnesota lost two formidable tribal leaders in the past month. Reporter Melissa Townsend tells us more. Terry Tibbetts was chairman of the White Earth Band of Ojibwe. He served four years in that role, and before that, eight years on the tribal council. He passed on March 17th. Gary Frazier is executive director of the Minnesota Chippewa Tribe, and he worked closely with Chairman Tibbetts. It's a new RBC over there. Nobody's had a lot of experience, so Terry's experience is going to be really be missed. And he was a real traditional leader, conferred with the elders and see what they thought before making decisions. And you don't see a lot of those anymore. The Grand Portage Band of Lake Superior Chippewa also lost their longtime leader, Norm DeChamp. He was the band's chairman for 35 years. And over that time, he and Gary Frazier became friends. And Norm and I real close. We talked almost every day. Yeah, he'd call me just to be asked what happened with his kids and, and everything. And he was a real big family man, just like Terry was. Both men will be missed by all of their friends, their families, and their tribal members. Both tribes have scheduled elections to choose a new chairman or woman who will serve out the rest of the current terms. In Grand Portage, the primary election is scheduled for April 29th. If nobody receives more than 50% of the vote, they'll have another election on July 1st. In White Earth, the primary election is scheduled for June 4th. And again, if no one receives more than 50% of the vote, the general election is planned for August 6th. Last summer, 300 people, many native, were living in a tent city near downtown Minneapolis. Reporter Melissa Townsend reminds us what was happening then and asks what might be different this summer. This tent city rose up along a wall next to a six-lane stretch of road near downtown Minneapolis. And it shined a light on the crisis created by the shortage of culturally specific affordable housing and addiction services. Shelters, I can't even get them in shelters right now. They're full. Joy Friedman was at the camp trying to help people who live there. She's from the Indian Women's Resource Center. Domestic violence shelters, they're full around Minnesota. So this is not just here. Urban native nonprofits, tribes, city and county agencies mobilized. They offered everything from showers and food to addiction treatment referrals and some limited housing options. Robert Lilligren is head of a group of native leaders called MUD. Metropolitan Urban Indian Directors. He describes their approach at the time. This invisible population became visible, and now a lot of people care about them. And we need to get the ball rolling before they're invisible again. The ball did get rolling. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry committed to find shelter for every person at the camp. Housing is a right. It should be a right for everyone. And the city is moving forward in an aggressive fashion to make sure that everyone Uh, is able to be delivered that right. Eventually, the Red Lake Nation offered a piece of land in South Minneapolis, and the city and county built a temporary homeless shelter there. It opened in December. It's called a navigation center. It's a shelter with support services. But it was always intended to be temporary. In fact, it's scheduled to close this May. So over the past few months, Robert Lilligren's group has been talking with people living in the navigation center so they can be part of a plan for what happens when it closes. It's work to engage the people who are most impacted, the unsheltered Native people who are living sort of at the intersection of homelessness and addiction. And so that can influence 
what we do. But Lilligren says until recently, there were no planning conversations between city, county, and tribes that involved mud leaders. Out in the community, we were getting concerned because we weren't hearing about what happens on June 1st, and then what happens next year and the next decade. So Lilligren and his group wrote a letter asking to be involved. And it sounds like they were heard. The city and the county have responded to Mud's letter. They started less formal convenings with the community. And, uh, and my guess is we'll see something that we can share. Lilligren says there's a lot of public will to do something constructive here. But he cautions that in his experience, government moves slowly. And there is a chance that this summer may look a lot like last summer. For Minnesota Native News, I'm Melissa Townsend. Minnesota Native News is produced by Ampers, diverse radio for Minnesota's communities, made possible by funding from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund and the citizens of Minnesota.